Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Today, the episode ADHD is about remembering to remember. Basically, talking about remembering in the moment to make notes, external reminders, or different things that you can do to help reduce your symptoms being less effective in controlling and making your life difficult. So, Think about this, okay? When you are first starting out and you're dealing with ADHD and you're figuring out how to do these things, you, and I know I often do, where I have said in the past, okay, I'm going to remember to do that next time. And of course, nine out of 10 times, I don't remember. And I will then get in trouble because I forgot again to do it and I forget and I keep forgetting, I keep forgetting. And the problem is, is that I know I want to do it and I'm, I want to make a note and write down a reminder. But the problem is, is that it's remembering to remember to make the note or to make the reminder or to have the sticky note on the wall or the external view of whatever you're using to make you go, oh, right, yes, of course, now I remember to do this. <clears throat> the key here is to get into a habit, building a routine of making that reminder. So as soon as you're, something happens, like let's say you need to remember to make dinner, instead of saying to yourself or saying to the person who you're with, okay, I will do that right away, or I will remember to do that once I'm done, you have to get into the habit of doing it now. The moment you think of it, you write it down. And it is difficult because if you don't have notes and a pen with you, or you don't have your phone with you, it is extremely difficult to be able to do it when you say you will. So the key here is having a little sticky note like this, and then you write on it, and you put down, remember to cook dinner, remember to take out the steak and to defrost it, remember to make your coffee, remember your computer. If you get into the habit of remembering it right away, then you'll have an easier time of actually doing that when you need to. So the key And the basic thing is to make sure that you do it immediately. And you got to get into a routine. Every day when you come home from work, you have to remember to put like your keys in your wallet and your gloves if it's wintertime. You got to make sure you put them in the location that you know you're going to remember. Like usually in a basket or a container at the door that you're going to go out. Because if you don't do that, you're going to end up having a five minute going out the door turn into 20 minutes because you multiple times are going out back into the house, going out, going, oops, I forgot my keys or oops, I forgot my watch or oops, I forgot my card. And then, you know, by the fifth time you're going in, you've wasted 15 minutes and now you're late to go to work. So you have to have coping mechanisms in order to make this work. So the bottom line Do sticky notes or have phone reminders or have an external reminder that shows up wherever you may be. You got to put it in multiple places in your house as well. Having it at one location is not good enough because how often are you going to be in that location? 
So you got to think about putting one in the washroom. You got to definitely have one in your bedroom. If you have an office, you got to put it in the office. If you have like the dining room, of course, or the kitchen, you got to make sure you have a reminder in the kitchen. And these reminders, they can't be basic words. You've got to have some detail in the reminders because you got to have specifics. You've got to have context and you've got to have detail in order for the reminders to make any sense. Make sure that you do this in a way that is simple for you. Don't try to complicate things. We are impulsive and we are somewhat people who have horrible short-term memory and horrible working memory and our executive function ability is really poor. So we have to start building a habit. Start creating routines that allow you to get into the to the basic habit of doing it right away. The moment it's like when you okay, let's say you go to the doctor or you go to an appointment and you're at the end of the of the appointment and the secretary or the receptionist says, "Okay, when would you like to make, to make your next appointment?" And of course, I would go, hmm, okay, well, I'd like it three weeks from the Tuesday. Okay, that sounds good. So you get the habit, you take the phone out, right? You get your phone and you open up the app, like you could be using Google Calendars or a reminder app. And you go in and you say, immediately, see, you get into the habit of doing it. And you write in, you say, doctor's appointment, Tuesday, December not, uh, 7th at 4 p.m. and you say reminder to be a half hour or an hour ahead so that you don't have it suddenly come up and you're in the middle of a, of a project or a task and of course you're running out of time because if you do have a repeating habit of forgetting where you put things which you shouldn't you know you should be doing a routine of making sure these things are in the right location then you will be able to do it if you don't then you're going to really have a problem and you have to learn and it's going to take some effort and some repetitive uh, you know doing this repeatedly in order for the habit to be built you can successfully retrain your mind to do this if you are able to you know put it into action in the moment if you do have someone who's with you like if you've got a roommate or your significant other is living with you you can have them help you to make the reminders they do need to be when they tell you to be kind and to be compassionate and not have like an angry tone or a disappointed tone to make you feel guilty or shameful when you do initially forget the first couple times when you do this, it is going to be difficult to remember to do it. You might have delays. You could, you know, initially walk away going, yeah, I'll do it. And then, you know, a minute going, oh, oops, right, damn it. And you grab your notepad and you write down your notes and you go, okay, remember to put this in here or remember to get the cookie, the, the chicken out and put it in the microwave to defrost or to put it in the oven to cook. If you can do this, repeatedly either with or without the assistance of someone who you live with or who is around you all the time it will start to become part of the routine and become a new habit your brain is forming those those memories and you can install that new reminder into that routine 
it did take me a long time to remember to open my phone and put in the calendar event. And I don't just do one. I automatically have like two. And sometimes I even have three different programs that do reminders. If you can download something that is that has a really good like noise to, to help you like, notify when that reminder is due, then it's easier for you to notice it. And for a lot of people, making sure that you have your phone's volume on is really important. Because if you don't do that, then you're definitely going to, it's going to be a lot more difficult to have the reminders help you at all. That is one of my worst problems when it comes to reminders is that I turn off my phone's volume when I go to bed because if our emails or anything that happens to come in, I don't want it to wake me up because I am a light sleeper. And you need to, well, for me, I need to be able to get through without having interruptions. But the problem is, is when I'm working, I don't like to have my phone on because I don't like to disturb the clients that I'm around in the moment. So there are times where I have missed phone calls or I've missed important emails. And when I create reminders, I don't necessarily see them. So it's defeating the purpose. And you do need to have those reminders in order, like, or sorry, you have to have the volume on in your phone in order to have it do you any good. Without having the volume on, you're pretty much just wasting your time. So have multiple ways of creating a reminder to help you remember to do something. And it could be whatever you're doing. Have your sticky notes. Have your phone. You know, make sure you put the reminder in. Uh, I also happen to have a couple of whiteboards in my house. I have a blackboard as well, like that I write with chalk. And I put like the daily information up there, like what time my girlfriend's schedule ends for her work, uh, when to cook dinner, what I'm making for dinner. Um, I even have like, I have a whiteboard here that helps me remember important information for the show. So that's really important to have. And I've in my phone, you know, I've got all, I got multiple different reminders for numerous things that I use. And then I have my sticky notes all over the house. I wish I could show you in my house where all these sticky notes are. Some of them are humorous to keep it fresh. Some of them are really serious and deep. Uh, I have one that's actually sitting over the toilet. So every time I walk in to go do my business, I see and it makes it gives me like a, a refresh or the ability to, to ground and to calm down if I'm feeling heightened or active at all. And then there's like, I probably have close to 20 different sticky notes in the kitchen. And I've got a few in the bedroom. I've got a couple near the chair that I sit when I'm in the living room. There's some at exits and, and it to different, uh, you know, hallway door entrances. I've got one at the back door. I've got a couple at the front door. They're everywhere. So it's, it's important and it does help. Because without the reminders, especially if you're moving at a very fast pace and you're on a go, 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 go kind of feeling, there's a really good chance you're not going to remember what you need to do. And like most of everybody who has ADHD, 
I can easily forget something real quick. Uh, if you remember in a previous episode, I was discussing where I was going to the local Canadian tire hardware place to buy something and make, mentioning to myself that I was going to go to the Tim Hortons when I get back out and buy a coffee. And of course, you know, typical me, I forgot that I was going to do it and drove away and had no memory of it. So making a reminder having the sticky note reminder having the external reminders like it could be other than sticky notes the the, the whiteboard the blackboard having your phone uh, you know making the reminder is extremely important and you know like you can you can get other people to help you um you can have audio like cues you can have visual cues um but the key here is remembering to make it ability the ability for you to remember what you're doing in the future that much easier because more often than not we all will say okay i will remember to do that next time or i will make sure to do that in 20 minutes or i will do that later tonight and then the problem of course is that you forget so you've got to remember to remember that task or that you know what whatever you happen to be doing so i definitely recommend doing all that okay all right everybody i'm going to take a quick break and when i come back we will continue our discussion all right okay bye everybody for now welcome back everybody to living with adhd and cptsd today's episode is adhd remembering to remember Okay, so I've got a little bit here. Um, people with ADHD and learning disabilities often have trouble remembering and retaining information taught in class or at work or in daily life. To improve their ADHD memory skills, help them create links and visual auditory and conceptual associations between bits of information. Here are six ways to do that. One, Draw or create vivid pictures depicting information that needs to be memorized. Since memory is enhanced by exaggeration, emotion, action, and color, the more ridiculous and detailed the image, the better. To help a student with ADHD remember the meaning of the word felons, which sounds like melons, make a picture of melons dressed in prison clothing marching off to jail. 2. Teach memory strategies. Some popular mnemonics include Holmes, the Great Lakes, Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, and Superior. Add dead monsters smell bad. Steps for long division. Divide, multiply, subtract, and bring down. <coughs> those are really good, actually. Those, those do a lot of good for many people who do have issues remembering stuff. Okay, create acrostics or whole sentences. Every good boy does fine is an excellent way to help children or people with ADHD recall the sequence of lines in the treble clef. Yeah, that's there's all sorts of different ones out there. Um, for the life of me, I can't remember at the moment what they are, but they are pretty cool. So, you know, there's there, they definitely work really well. Okay, try melody and rhythm to teach a series or sequence. There are raps, rhymes, and songs to help attention deficit students memorize multiplication tables, days of the week, presidents of the United States, and so on. 
Five, use songs specifically created to teach grade level content. Musically Aligned creates music and lyrics geared to teach a science curriculum. For physical science, there are songs like Electromagnets and Heat, Light, and Motion. For teaching concepts in life science, there are Food Chain Gang and Decomposers. <laughs> now, a lot, I, I realize a lot of this is more for kids, but you can interpret this into adult living as well. It is something that is, I think, would be very important and very helpful with helping to learn and remember and help build that neural pathway in your mind to reduce the ability or the, the times that you forget something that you need to do or a task. After the lesson, have students with ADHD list things they remember. Ask them to do so as fast as they can to increase memory recall. That's that's something you could, there's actually a a method that's very very similar to that that my therapist went over with me a short time ago where he gave me a bunch of like I think it was like four or five items to remember and I had them think I had he had me think about it and then I think it was like three minutes later he had me repeat all of them back to him and I was able to do it which is actually pretty good because when you're talking about something that's not related to what you know you're trying to remember ADHD symptoms can really definitely make it difficult for someone to remember detail or anything like that so he had me after I repeated it for the second time he talked for about five minutes and then he had me do it again and I was able to remember all of the, the the things that he wanted me to say for a second time so it was definitely effective and it worked really well I was really impressed so I that's that's a good way of doing it so think let's let's talk about one thing stress and anxiety are definitely not good for ADHD there is a known fact that when someone with ADHD gets frustrated they do have a much higher tendency to go from zero to a hundred right away so they get they get frustrated fast they lose patience much quicker than a person who doesn't have ADHD and when they get heightened especially if they really have a, a large episode or of, of a symptom of their ADHD, they're way more likely to forget anything, like never mind a task or trying to remember to do something in the near future. They're more likely going to forget that they have to do this. And it's not like you can just say, oh, okay, I'll be calm. You have to learn methods to help keep yourself calm. And there are a number of ways of doing this. So you could do meditation, you know, sit in a dark area or sit in a quiet spot and try to meditate and think and not think about anything. And you just sit there and you try to be kind of apart from yourself, right? And sitting there and and just letting your mind go and then when you have a thought what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to for 
like 20, 30 seconds, think about it real quick and go, hmm, that was interesting. Okay, great. And then you train yourself to move on and clear your mind again. And you can, and it's, it's hard at first because you, if you've never done it before, you're not going to be able to sit for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and meditate and be very successful. So you have to start slow and, and quick meditation uh, sessions. So you can do five minutes. You sit there and you breathe nice and slow in and out and be very calm and you just let your mind go. And the second that you have a thought, it could be any thought, you just have to sit there and, and, and focus on it for a few seconds and go, hmm, okay, that was cool, great. And then drop it and go back to starting over, not the five minutes, of course, but starting over the breathing and the calming and letting your mind loose and let it go and not think about anything. And you got to do this for five minutes. It may take you three or four attempts to get it right and to be successful because it's not going to be easy, especially someone who has ADHD. Your brain is going to be really going, right? You need to train it to calm down, to reduce that impulsive urge that we all seem to have when we're going about our day. So eventually you'll get it and you will start to become more successful. And then once you have been able to master the five minutes and you do it a few times after and continuing to master the five minutes, then you can increase it. You could go to seven, eight, even 10 minutes if you feel bold enough to do so. And then you just repeat and you're probably gonna again have times where you'll mess up and you'll it won't feel like you're being very good at it. It's gonna take time. It's not going to be an easy thing to do, and it's something that you just have to work on. So, yeah, like meditation is a good way. Now, something that I did mention in the meditation, like I said earlier, is deep breathing, concentrated, excuse me, concentrated and focused breathing. You have to sit and you have to, and I did discuss this in another episode previously, where you have to do controlled breathing where you do four minutes, sorry, not four minutes. Wow, that I don't think we could hold our breath for four minutes. So you do four seconds, you breathe in nice and slow, and you hold for four seconds, and then breathe out super slow, nice and evenly, and then hold for four seconds. And you do this again and again for like a minute or two, and then it helps you calm down. And then you can focus, or it, it helps you to be better at focusing on what you need to do and giving you that ability to go, oh, ah, I got to do this in 30 minutes. I'm going to make, a re I'm going to remind myself to do it. So instead of going, I'm going to rely on my brain, which the odds are not in favor of being successful, you grab your sticky note that hopefully is sitting right next to you and you write your thing out. You can grab your phone, put in your little reminder that you need and then you're set and then in 30 minutes you've got that or you know you put it in you where you're going to walk around it is very helpful and it can be you can be very successful with these kind of reminders so having just one reminder isn't doable isn't enough because like a lot of people do if you are getting distracted, there's a good chance you're going to leave the room and you may not come back to that room that you that you were in previously. So writing a note and putting it where you are 
doesn't do full justice. You need to be able to have those reminders already set up in another location so that if you do happen to go to that room, they're there for you. And you got to make sure you remember to have your phone with you or at the very least have the volume up loud. Or you know what really works? And now I realize that not everybody can afford these. And so that's just the way it is. But you could get like a Google Nest where it shows a screen and it happens to be in different rooms or you can have like a Google, um, like the Google, I can't remember what it's called. Sorry. It's the little round gray, uh, circular box or the, even the bigger one that you can have in multiple rooms. And then when the reminder is done and it's time to, to let the person know it can play out among multiple devices. So there's a really good chance that you're going to be in one of those rooms or close enough that you'll be able to hear the reminder telling you it's time to go and do this or do your work. So that's really important. And I definitely recommend, like if you can afford it and and you think it's going to be very helpful in making your life easier, it's one of those external reminders and coping mechanisms that you can use to make your life simpler. It's a lot of fun. I actually have one of them I do have one in my in the living room it's sitting right behind the television and then I have the Google Nest sitting in our Google Nest hub excuse me sitting in the kitchen and that always helps me it gives me daily reminders you can set up automatic ones that are at the same time every day you can ha- you can add them like just by speaking to it you don't even have to press buttons you know you just if you know you say hey google set a reminder for three o'clock to do this or create a calendar event for next monday at this time to do uh, a hair appointment or to go shopping and grab the, the christmas gift you can do all these things with it pretty much from any room because the ability for it to pick up your voice is quite amazing and it really works very well and has often helped me out in many situations because whenever I cook, I need to make a reminder because, you know, you can only have on the stove one reminder at a time. So you create that, you have that uh, timer and then on the Google Nest Hub, you tell it to have a timer for 10 minutes or a reminder for 6.30 to put in the chicken. You know, like it's amazing what these things can help you with. So... Other, you can do other grounding and tools to help calm the body down and your mind and slow down your racing brain because we do have a brain that seems to always be on the go. And with our inability to regulate our emotions and have and our poor working memory, it all plays into our inability to remember because we don't the reason that we don't remember sufficiently and and often forget about what we're going to do in the future is because we don't have the ability to focus enough for the brain to pick up pick up on it and create that neuronic you know the 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 ad or the the new piece in the in the neurons in the part of the brain for memory so that when it is time, you remember automatically without struggling or constantly forgetting. 
because so we don't have the ability to focus and we are really poor at being attentive in the moment. So of course we are going to forget. And it is a known study that they have proven this, that ADHD memory problems and remembering things is because our brain doesn't have the ability to fully focus on what we're listening to or what we're watching or what we're being told. So we need to adapt. We need to you know, cope and use adaptive skills that we have created and worked on for months in order to make this work for us. And if we don't do that, it's going to be very difficult to be successful at whatever you're doing, whether it's making your dinner, going to work, doing your work, driving to where you need to go. Like it, okay. You do have good, you can, your long-term memory from repetitive like actions over every over daily basis will be there it's the thing that we're really struggling with is our short-term memory so that's where the remembering to do what we're needing to do is so difficult because we think about it for a split second or two and especially if we're doing something else in the moment like for me my problem is is that I'll be working, I have my laptop in front of me and I'm typing and, and someone like my girlfriend tells me I need to do this or remember to do that for me. And I go, yeah, okay, no problem. I'm so stuck on what's going on on my laptop that I don't remember even five, 10 seconds later to do that task that she's asked me to do. And then of course she comes up 30 minutes later or later on in the day and goes why didn't you do this and I go oh crap sorry sweetie I forgot and the first couple times yeah you know it's understandable if you are aware that you're forgetting these things the excuse of I forgot doesn't really work very well by the third or fourth time so you have to help yourself you have to do what is necessary in order to reduce the the number of times that you're going to forget. So like I said, that's where the whole sticky note thing, the external reminders, the the audio reminder from your phone, the whiteboards, the chalkboard, the you know, things that help you remember, routines that you build every day that stick in that mind of yours so that you can do the things to make the frustration and the aggravation that you get from constantly forgetting multiple times a lot less often my worst problem is like i like i think i've probably said already is mentioning to myself about doing something that sounds good or is very important and then the you know immediately after forgetting it so not multitasking is important if you can do the monotasking and just have one thing at a time that can be very helpful and make your ability to remember a lot you know easier but if you have less things that you need to remember and you make that habit and that routine of writing it down in your phone and on your sticky note and on the whiteboard then you don't have to rely on your poor memory skills to help you you have there's nothing wrong with having the external reminders i can assure you it's very important and it makes your life a lot easier in the long run 
and it makes people in your life much happier and way less stressful and less frustrated because there's only so much of it they can handle. Sure, they're going to be kind and understanding and compassionate and they realize that you have ADHD, assuming that you've told them, but there's only so much that they can handle before it gets to be too much because if you're not reliable and to be honest, people with ADHD aren't exactly going to be very reliable in the long run or in any run because if you can't remember to do things or you are constantly not completing your tasks or the work that you're doing and you move on and you leave something out that's dangerous or like it's it rains during the winter and you got ice all over the ground and you go out and you and you're observing and you go okay I'll do the back I'll do the the sidewalk in the backyard and I'll go out into the front and doing the steps and the walkway and the front sidewalk and then you go and grab and and something distracts you goes oh I should chip the ice and get rid of it there's a good chance that you're going to forget one or two things that you are saying to yourself that you need to do like you could forget to do the drive pad the driveway in the back uh, where the garage is or forget to take the ice the de-icer and spread it on the ice in, in the front and you don't even think about it you you think you're you're done you go in the house and then later that evening you're being given crap because you forgot to do everything and you did know that you that was your intention of doing that work you just forgot simple as that it works the first time but if you are well aware of this the fact that you do have ADHD and that you are prone to forgetting you have to adapt. You've got to have your reminders. You've got to have your external visual reminders so that you can see and, and, it, and your phone reminders to help you remember. It is a little more difficult when you're in the moment and you're doing these things. But if you plan ahead and you write it out or you put it in your phone before you even start, then when it is time, you're going to have these reminders coming up helping you to remember to go and do the back to make sure you put the de-icer on all, all the ice on on the sidewalk and and the, the the walkway then you won't have the ability to forget but you got to have your coping mechanisms and your external devices to help you do it because there's a very good chance you're not going to be able to do it on your own without some sort of help all right guys that's today's episode um I'm on Twitter uh, at ADHD and CPTSD. There is my website, www.livingwithadhdandcptsd.ca. I now have subscription ability through my recording device program called Anchor. If you go to Anchor and you look me up, there is a subscription. I do have a video recording of me doing this episode if you are interested in watching the video you can subscribe to my podcast and then you'll be able to watch the video and hear me and see me do this episode kind of fun because you get to see who what I look like and watch me as I'm doing the episode and you get a bit of an idea as to how I am and how I behave and my movements while I'm doing the recording it's a lot of it's very interesting and this is was a lot of fun for me so I am on Patreon. If you want to support me, then go to there and look me up. Uh, living with ADHD and CPTSD, of course. 
uh, I have my Facebook page. Um, check out Dr. Glenn Doyle. He's a psychologist. He is on Twitter. He's a very interesting person, and I definitely recommend looking him up and giving him a follow. And, of course, good old Russell Barkley, who is one of the best scientists out there and psychologists regarding ADHD and other related symptoms. I definitely recommend giving him a shout or actually looking him up. He is on YouTube and he does have a website that you can look at. His YouTube videos are amazing. I think they're great. And I would definitely recommend following and seeing what he's got to say because he could be very helpful, especially if you're new to ADHD. All right. Be kind to yourself. Be compassionate. Don't get angry. I know it's difficult. And I realize that you're going to feel like you're doing to do everything all at once. Try to keep calm. Try to make your life less difficult. And you'll have more success and way less stress. All right, everybody. Tune in tomorrow for a CPTSD episode. And more bonus coverage and uh, information that you can look up if you subscribe to my podcast through Anchor. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.